that was not Earl and Jerry. That was the Little House on the Prairie theme song kicking off uh, this episode of Minnesotan and Wiscasota. I'm Mark Nikolaski. I'm in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota right now. I'm Keith Ulig. I'm in Wausau, Wisconsin right now. And Keith, uh, boy, we're looking back today on one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Little House on the Prairie. Uh, wow, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yep, she uh, of course is uh, a true Minnesotan, Wisconsin All Star, probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, she was born in uh, Minnesotan, Wisconsin. Uh, the exact Lake Pepin, and the yep. bluffs above Lake Pepin, just down in yeah. the southern part of Wisconsin, and uh, yeah, she lived in Minnesota. So uh, later moved along and with her family and went uh, to Minnesota, and of course that's where her TV show was based uh, in Minnesota, Walnut Grove, Minnesota. Uh huh. And uh, is that a real town? I think it is, yeah. You know, I think it is. And, uh, you know, if we, when we watched that show, uh, you know, back in the 70s, it was always funny because whenever they showed the town, there were mountains. Yes, yes. Uh, and, of course, there's no mountains in Minnesota and Wisconsin. So. Well, there's Rib Mountain. That's but true. She, but Laura Ingalls Wilder did not live in Wausau. No, she did not. She, uh, you know... I don't know where all she lived. Long, uh, she has a long history of kind of moving out west and uh, as a kid, and that's what the TV show was all about, uh, starring Michael Landon as Pa Engels. Uh, and Michael Landon, you know, he went from uh, Bonanza, one of the Cartwrights, to Pa Engels, so he was a big, uh, a big uh, outdoor guy, wasn't he? A Wild West. Yep. Yep. And then he became an angel. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Keith, did you used to watch the TV show? Never saw it. Never saw it. Oh, really? No. So my, uh, of course, my sisters were huge fans of Little House on the Prairie, and uh, me and my brother uh, just wanted to watch baseball. Yeah. Uh, but we were forced to watch it, and uh, the one character I liked was, uh, of course, uh, Laura's uh, nemesis, uh, Nellie Olson, the evil, uh -huh. the evil Nellie Olson. Uh -huh. And uh, that was always uh, fun. There was a conflict between the two girls all the time. And um, so that was the, uh, like, wow, what's Nellie going to do now? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I must have seen um, snippets of it, but I, if... If you if you held a gun to my head right now, yeah. I could not uh, relay any full story about uh, Little House on the Prairie, the television show. You know, I remember there was a lot of uh, natural disasters. <laughs> <in that show. laughs> well, the the books the books I remember uh, about all I can remember. You know, we were forced to read the books in elementary school, oh. and that and that's about all I can remember is that it was always snowing. And Pa would always get lost somewhere between the barn and the house. Maybe not always, but that's what I remember. That is about the only thing I remember is that uh, Pa must have um, tied a rope to the barn to the house so he wouldn't get lost. And I 
I had a hard time understanding that. Uh, yeah, why did but, they, yeah, I, well, it, it's snowy in, in Minnesota, in Minnisconsin, and Wisconsin, but not that snowy, I mean. Yeah, uh, I've never, uh, I've never gotten lost, uh, like, in a matter of a few yards in, uh, yeah. in, in, in any of this, the worst of the snowstorms. But it happened regularly. Oh. Yeah, apparently, or it happened at least once, and uh, one thing that... I can relay is I remember talking to a guy from Fargo who grew up in Fargo uh-huh. and he was telling me about some of the storms that they had there. Mm-hmm. And he said the wind blew that would blow the snow and it would be e- very easily you would get uh, disoriented and you, you could easily do that. And so I've always linked his story about Fargo with little house on the prairie, but that's about, that's about it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Michael Landon, uh, Karen Grassel was the was Ma Ingalls. Melissa Gilbert was Laura. Melissa Sue Anderson was uh, Mary Ingalls, and uh, Lindsay and Sydney Greenbush were Carrie Ingalls. They were twins, and uh, some you know child labor laws prevented them from having uh, just one child do that role. They could switch off, and they wouldn't work oh. over overtime so uh i remember that was a big deal too they always made a big deal about that and she was the, the little baby in the show and uh it was on for i think eight years uh let's see here wow. yeah really? it, yeah it's uh launched in 74 uh, and uh and ended in 83 so seven years um was the the, the main thing yeah i suppose they had some spin-offs and stuff like that at the end but uh uh, so yeah, that dominated the the seventies, didn't it? And uh... well, I can tell you now. When you told me about the the years, I can tell you why I never watched it. Uh, we didn't have a TV during that era. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would go up to my grandma and grandpa's and watch their TV, but yeah. our TV uh, our TV uh, broke. I remember I was like maybe five years old, so this would have been like nineteen seventy. 71 yeah. yeah and dad refused to buy another tv uh he thought uh, it was a fad said, he just thought it was a fad and nobody no he just said there's <laughs> nothing on anyway <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. probably was right he was yeah right. he's probably right i mean i didn't yeah. want to watch little house on the prairie yeah. that would have been about a third of the <laughs> of the options right, i guess right. oh, my God. <laughs> God. well the show the show uh you know Jump the shark, I think, at the end of the th- when when uh, the the older daughter, uh, let's see, yeah, when she got uh, she went blind. I remember that, and that was like, oh my gosh, this show is jumping the shark, you know. Uh, but did that really happen? Uh, I don't know. I mean, did did a lot of the stuff really happen uh, to Laura? I Angles? think it did. I I think I think her sister did was blinded yeah mary yeah her sister mary got was blinded and i I thought oh my gosh you know this uh that's when the thing started to go downhill for me anyway not that it was ever at the top of the hill for me but uh yeah so the tv show uh, keith but we have been to uh laura engel's actual birthplace well sort of yeah we've been we've been to the property yeah yeah yeah, the spot in uh, outside. The spot, in, yeah. Uh, 
of Pepin, uh, Laura Engels Wilder Museum in Pepin, Wisconsin, and we took a bike ride. Uh, beautiful area, just yeah, the, great place for biking. Oh, yeah, the, we weren't at the museum though, were we, Mark? Well, no, we weren't at the museum. We were at the actual okay. house where she was born. That's where it's not the actual house though. It's a house that was put on the property where she was born. Oh, okay. You know, sure. it's just like a log cabin. Yeah. They yeah. put up a log cabin. This is so. probably what it looked like or something. Yeah. Uh, in the it, fact it had a roof and four walls, probably. Yeah. 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 And uh, made of logs. I'm sure it was made of logs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, kind of at the top of a bluff. Uh, you couldn't see the river from there, but it was not far from the Mississippi River. And so definitely in the heart of Minnesconsin and Wiscasota. And a nice pullover, and, you know, I think we stopped there and took a little break and uh, reveled in the memory of uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder and uh, her amazing uh, novels, right, Keith? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> her popular novels. Yeah, very popular. And then there is a, a museum, I guess, in the town of, of uh, Pepin, Pepin, right down on the river, a gift shop. Yeah. and. And you can buy uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder honey and uh, rugs and just all kinds of uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder uh, paraphernalia, books, CDs, DVDs, collectibles, and, of course, T-shirts, Keith. Maybe a bonnet or two. Yeah, all oh, the bonnets were nice. I, I I've, just read, I've just read uh, uh, top-rated top fans of the show were called, or, or call themselves bonnet heads. Well, I yeah, I, I dig those bonnets. I wish they were make a comeback. Uh, they were, you know, that opening sequence uh, where they're kind of in the covered wagon and the wind's blowing and the bonnets are flapping and <laughs> the kids are running down the hill full of uh, wildflowers. Yeah, just uh, the idyllic Minnisconsin, Wisconsin of the turn of the century, I guess, or what? 19th century yeah i guess you know earlier yeah something tells me that's a bit uh not the way it really was no it's all just kind of a a a fantasy world of uh living out in the uh prairie like that keith i know you've read some uh things in the tabloids about pa angles and uh, a failure to pay his debts and Oh, Neil, I was, uh, so I didn't watch any of the shows, but I did watch a PBS special on her, uh, American Masters. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's not a tabloid, uh, but yeah, that was a big, one of the reasons that they moved around from place to place is they were impoverished. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Pa would run up debts and then they'd move. Ah, before the, the rem- before the uh, right. banker would right. get, get to him. Yeah, that was a character that they left out of the... TV yeah, show. She, she didn't write about a lot about that either, I don't uh, think. Yeah, they left the uh, banker, Mr. Mr. Smith, out of the out of that TV show part. But uh, yeah, so you know, some reality, some not reality on Lauren mm-hmm. Ingalls Wilder, and uh, gosh, it's you complicated. Know. Complicated stuff when you're. You know, uh, talking about uh, manifest destiny and, you know, people moving into the quote-unquote wilderness, the right. empty spaces, you know, which aren't 
empty at all. Really? Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, they they uh, one of the houses in Kansas was was built on on Indian land. You know, of course. Uh, yep. Yep. Blur Angles Wilder died in 1957 and is buried in Mansfield, Missouri. Yeah, that's where she ended up. Yeah, so she did not return to Minnesconsin and Wiscasota. Uh, she lived to be 90 years old. Yeah, and she she had a really long marriage with uh, Alonzo, is that right? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to wonder if they met, uh, yeah. Almanzo Wilder was... Almanzo, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they... Uh, how they met out on the prairie or something like that. The TV show did not go into that either. I think it might have been in Minnesota that they met, or... or Spring or, Valley, says Wikipedia. They settled in Spring Valley, and I know... Is is that Minnesota? Yep, yeah, that's Minnesota. I know that's in... Yeah. Uh, that's in uh, the uh, bluff country of Minnesota, so... Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of beautiful houses in there, so uh, I could see how how they could. And that's not far from uh, Walnut Grove. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a, uh, you know, unfortunately she didn't live to see uh, her, her books become TV characters. <laughs> Maybe. I wonder what she would have thought of that. Uh, well, it meant money, so she probably would dig it, right? Well, I think she was okay towards the end, you know, when mm-hmm. she started publishing the books. And, uh, you know, another... Uh, I, so there's a, a, always been sort of the controversy of whether she really wrote the books or whether her daughter did. Her daughter was a celebrated journalist at the time. And uh, the show, the uh, uh, this American Masters show, you know essentially talked about how uh, her daughter, she published her first novel at 65, and her daughter really uh, helped her edit the books and write it, but she wrote them, you know? Uh, You know, just like any sort of creative process that, you know, uh, it's really a collaboration, you know? and I, I was interested in that. That was really quite interesting. She started writing um, columns for a local newspaper, and then her daughter, you know, sort of helped her uh, form those columns into the books. I do read, you know, I the books were interesting to me at the time, you know, just because I related to that weather stuff and... Mm-hmm. You know, kind of being on your own outside, playing, you know, making up your own games, that kind of stuff. But they never really, it wasn't something that really caught me. And maybe it's just because, you know, I was a boy and she was a girl. And at that time, I just wanted to read about other boys. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's pretty common. That's probably what me and my brother were reacting to on the TV show as well. Yeah. You know, we didn't, uh, we wanted to watch Hogan's Heroes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, instead of uh, something about uh, about the uh, the girls running around through the uh, through the uh, wildflowers, but uh, you know, it it was kind of cool too to just see uh, how the old Wild West was, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, so we liked that part of it, and I remember there was like a guy who always helped Pa Angles. I can't remember that character's name, but uh, he was uh, he was kind of a salt of the earth kind of guy, and. 
Uh, we thought he was pretty cool too. Don't know what uh, became of him. Uh, <laughs> there was some article I read too about uh, how um, Laura Ingalls Wilder out in Nebraska. There was it was in a Nebraska magazine, and it uh, kind of went through uh, kind of what she did out in Nebraska, which. Uh, or maybe I'm getting her mixed up with uh, uh, Maya Antonia. Huh. Yeah, Willa Cather. Yeah, Willa I think, Cather. I think I, I think maybe so. I've yeah. read Willa. I've read that, and that I enjoyed. Well, yeah, Willa Cather seemed more down to earth, and you know, like this is really happening, you know, and a, a little. I don't know, more realistic, more depth rather than very the set. You know. It seems even now, like when I think about what I, it seems very sentimental, mm-hmm. you know, you, that you're looking through, looking at the past as something that's long, that's gone and, and it isn't better now, you know, kind of thing. Right. And, and I, I guess I, I never really bought into that mythology, um, nor do I like it now right even though i even though i sort of do it myself you know when you when you write about the past but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah well willa cather and laura Ingalls wilder that's an interesting uh, compare and contrast sounds like it could yeah. be a good uh college uh, paper there somewhere yeah uh, and then you know we i think as uh, reporters we're kind of more in tune with uh willa cather's kind of uh, more uh, descriptive eye than right. uh, Elora Engels Wilder's more fantasy kind of uh, picture of the of yeah. the Wild West. Yeah, maybe that's it too. You know, the yeah, it's almost like it, Willa Cather just seemed to be more um, hmm. Some more detail. The writing, the writing was more evocative yeah. in my in my my memory, my my limited memory on this. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason why they didn't uh, use her work for the TV show. For the TV show, it doesn't work well. Yeah, it's more literate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then there's a there's a third. Chris is into the Anna Green Gables, which is not. Uh, you know, in uh, even in this country, it's in uh, uh, Canada. But uh, to me, those are, those three are kind of all intermingled together. You know, yeah. that sort of that that same time period, the simple life, uh, horses, buggies. <laughs> right, right, right. Pa getting lost at the barn. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, I think Anne of Green Gables kind of gets into the limitations of you know, society had on girls and she kind of chafed at that, which I always liked, you know, whereas there wasn't much of that in, 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 uh, Wilder's books were there. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, they, you know, they, uh, fit right into that. Yeah. They kind of liked, yeah. Yeah. They liked to, uh, except for Nellie Olson. They didn't like her. (laughs) All right, Keith. Well, let's uh, let's turn turn to the trivia master. Okay. Minnesota Wisconsin trivia yeah. time. This is my favorite. Yeah, Keith has a uh, cards the Minnesota trivia cards uh, published. Uh, let's see by uh, Risky Business in 1984. 
And mm -hmm. I, he will be asking me a Minnesota question, and I will ask Keith a Wisconsin trivia question from the Wisconsin trivia book compiled by Kirsten Visser in 1994. So uh, 10 years apart on these two. Keith, uh, let's see. I think uh, I went first last time. So let's uh, let me give you a question. Okay. A trivia question here. Uh, just opening the the book. Should we do uh, entertainment? Sure. Uh, all right. Let's see here. We have. I'll look through one here that says okay, 1980. Well, I think mm -hmm. I asked you about movies last time, so I'm not going to ask you about movies this time. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, I must be in the movie section. Uh, let me go to a different part of entertainment. All right. Okay, who owns the rights to the song On Wisconsin? Ooh. The thing is, I just read about this recently, but I want to say the uh, University of Wisconsin does. Well, that would be the obvious answer, but uh, no, it's, it's not that. It's no. a, a, a a famous singer. I'll give you a clue here. A famous singer, perhaps one of the most famous singers of all time. Elvis. No, no. Michael Jackson owns the rights, and of course he oh. recently died. Well, not recently, ten years ago. <laughs> so who knows who owns it now? But at one point, yeah, Michael Jackson. Right. Makes sense because he bought up. Remember, he bought that was a huge headlines. Yeah, wow. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure when. Seems like Michael Jackson died ten or fifteen years ago. So I don't know where they are now. His estate maybe owns them, <laughs> or maybe uh, Paul McCartney. That, yeah, <laughs> yes, Paul McCartney owns them. Seems like he, <laughs> he owns all the music now. Does that mean like? What does that mean, Mark? Owns the rights. You might know more. I mean, does this mean that somebody has to pay somebody every time they play it at a Badger football game? Well, yeah, that's what? just it. Is that true? I mean... I don't think so. Yeah, but... every time you sing on Wisconsin, you got to go to Michael Jackson's estate and... Yes, I don't know. It was... Uh, let's see if we... There's any uh, history of the song. Uh, the tune was composed in 1909... By yeah, that's William what... Purdy as get this Minnesota Minnesota. Yeah, I remember reading about this. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yes, with the intention of entering into competition for a new fight song for the University of Minnesota. <laughs> and it didn't work out. Oh my gosh, how about that? Well, that shows you. That's another example of the Minnesotan Wiskasota blurred lines. There is the it? rivalry. Yes, yeah. the rivalry. Yeah, the just think, just think if if Minnesota would have kept that fight song, how many Big Ten Big Ten championships would have they won? Then <laughs> yeah. how many Rose Bowls would have they gone to? <laughs> exactly, I don't know. The eventual winner of the competition. Uh, let's see. So the lyrics were were rewritten for the state song in 1913 by Charles D. Rosa and J. S. Hubbard. <laughs> Fun. Well, that's <laughs> that was a good one, Mark. Yeah. How about the how about a Minnesota trivia question now? Let's see what we have. Okay. From a, from a three thousand questions, six categories. 
Yeah. These are on little cards like your uh, your trivia per trivia. trivial pursuit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm gonna okay. Uh, card. I don't know what POT means again, but uh, this is the most interesting um, question on this particular card. POT. And I think you should get this. Scotty's, a 1920s theme nightclub, an outstanding example of Art Deco, was named for whom? Wow, Keith, uh, Scotty, F. Scott Fitzgerald. You are correct. All right. I thought you would get that one. Yes, a, a true uh, Minnesotan, Wisconsin character. So, Scotty's, does it say where it was? No. These are very disappointing questions, and I'm just not sure. I'll ask another one because that was easy. But oh, yeah, but nothing you know, about. I was gonna uh, say something, Keith, about this Scotty's. Do you know uh, it? Well, I was gonna look something up here. Uh, A 1920s theme nightclub. That'd be kind of cool. We should go there. It was in downtown Minneapolis. I, uh-huh. I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, Scotty's on 7th. Yes. So the bizarre thing, Keith, is that you asked me this question, uh, and just the other day I was in a Zoom meeting uh, with somebody who brought up Scotty's. Really? And they had torn down Scotty's to make room for the city center on Hennepin Avenue. And they saved all the fixtures. The Art Deco stuff. Yes, from Scotty's. That would be something. And they put them in storage. And this woman I was talking to on Zoom said that the Minneapolis Club had just reclaimed all of Scotty's fixtures and put them in their building in downtown Minneapolis. And they are going to be opening a restaurant inside the Minneapolis club uh, for for the general public to see. And you can go uh-huh. in and you can see all of Scotty's old fixtures. Uh, you'd kinda... have to, you would have to, you'd have to order a gin fizz then, right? Or right. what well, would be a 1920s drink? Scotty's was really a discotheque too. I mean, it, it, was, <laughs> it was a disco, uh, yeah, very popular disco. And when they tore it down, there was a big outcry. Uh, well, it sounds like, you know, an art, art Deco is sort of not typical of Wisconsin or Minnesota, really. No. no. And so this, boy, well, yeah, good question, Keith, because it brings up this, it, we just scooped yeah. everybody. And <laughs> telling uh, people about the new uh, Minneapolis Club's uh, plans for a, a uh, Scotty's uh, reboot. Minneapolis Club. They wouldn't let us in, would they? No, they wouldn't. No, they no. definitely wouldn't let us in. But uh, I think you can. I think you. You don't have to be a member to get into this this new restaurant. The that's, restaurant. That's what this woman was saying. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, she was in charge of of the you know decorating the the uh, the new Scotties and found a bunch of pictures and uh, old. Uh, artwork uh, that was in uh, in the old Scotties and, and now they're bringing it back. So she invited us to uh, to a dinner at uh, Scotties once it opens. So maybe we oh could Oh boy. That could be a uh, that could be a field report. 
Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That'd be good. Uh, well, Keith, uh, looks like uh, that's a, a wrap on the trivia trivia master. Let's. Uh, looks like we got a field report coming up from you, huh? Yeah, I'm, uh, it was a camping trip, Mark, in uh, end of April. All right, well, let's uh, listen to the field report. Hopefully you uh, survive the cold April. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, see you later, Keith. Yep, bye-bye. So, I'm standing here, Newport State Park, on the edge of Lake Michigan. Technically, according to Mark, we're not in uh, Wiscasota, so we're in Wisca, Michigan, I guess, Wisca, Michigan. And I'm with my uh, my colleague and friend Bob Dor, who takes me on camping trips. And we're at did I say this already? Newport State Park, which Newport is State park? and it's a, a hiking only backpacking park. Is that right? That's There's, correct. Yes. Yeah, and it also is. Uh, Bob, remind me the the correct term, but it's like a dark, an internationally designated dark state park, uh, dark park, because there's no outside lights from... Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. I think it's called uh, International Dark Sky Park is, is what, what it's called. And so there are not many of them in the country. Right. Um, and certainly not many in Wisconsin. I know like in Arizona and some of the places yeah. out west where there's less light there it's more uh, it's easier to find places with dark skies and and so that's kind of a gem in wisconsin yeah. to have it here and the reason well the reason is we're like almost at the tip actually we are at the tip of of door county so it's far away from any of the any of the larger towns and also like on a lake like right here you can't see there's no city nearby on the lake which is rare like on a, a on those in the southern part of Lake Michigan, yeah, or right. even Lake Superior. You know, there's usually big cities somewhere around. So why are we here today, tonight, Bob? We're here tonight if the skies are going to be clear and it's looking iffy at this point. Yes. Um, to maybe get some Milky Way photos and to maybe get some planet alignment photos and then. You know, anytime you're on a lake and it faces east, there's always the sunrise possibility. But Milky Way is the big thing. Um, so we'll see. Right now we've got mostly clear skies, but it seems like we've got clouds in a lot of different directions. So we'll just have to see. I think, and I think what is making this a typically uh, Wiscasota event is that it's cold. I, I am wearing, right now, I'm wearing a down coat that was like a hiking coat. And I'm wearing my Land's End parka, which I dragged a, a little less than a mile in my backpack. And I'm still a little chilled. So hopefully we'll survive tonight. We won't freeze, but hopefully. It's chilly. It's been a chilly April for it's sure. <laughs> I think I think the average high this, this time of year in this area is in the mid-50s. We didn't get there. In no fact, way. probably we're down close to the mid-30s. Uh, right yeah. now, but at least the wind has died down. Yeah. And it's not, you know, we made it through January, we can make it through late April. Hopefully. Hopefully. And it's stunning. We're uh, we're also looking, the sun is setting yeah. off in the west, so we can't see the sunset because of the woods, but the 
the lake, Lake Michigan, I don't know, I'm beginning to really like Lake Michigan. So, well, anyway, people want, I, I highly recommend it. Door County, in general, is kind of fun. It can be a little sticky, but, uh, but it's a, it's a fun place to visit. It's real, what I like it, it's real accessible. Uh, a lot of little towns fairly close to one another, but yet almost a really wilderness experience too at the same time. So I highly recommend it. Don't listen to Mark. Wiscasota is not a geographic area. It's a state of mind. Listening to the Minnesota Wisconsin podcast with your hosts Mark Niklauski and Keith Uling. Got a question for Mark or Keith? You can email them at mnwipodcast at gmail.com. That's mnwipodcast at gmail.com.